Welcome to The Gab by the Independent Press Award. I'm your hostess, Gabby Olzak. Today, we will be talking with Natty Del Paso about her debut novel, Women of Fire and Snow, distinguished favorite of the 2022 Independent Press Award for both short stories and Hispanic Latin categories. Raised in Mexico by a Mexican mother and an American father, Natty currently lives in Snoqualmie, Washington. In addition to writing, Natty is also a student of indigenous psychology and shamanism and a counselor in the Office of Minority Affairs and Diversity at the University of Washington in Seattle. Let's delve into this compilation of contemporary short stories that recount experiences of Mexican American women. Congratulations, Natty, and welcome to The Gab. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. Thank you. We're so honored that you're joining us during Women's History Month. And um, I'm really excited to be here. Natty, tell us about yourself and especially a little bit about Women of Fire and Snow. Well, thank you so much for asking. So um, my background is I, I have a master's in counseling, and I've worked mostly in universities and colleges with young people. I am currently study indigenous and community psychology, especially sacred medicine and the healing of trauma. And um, I was actually raised in Mexico City. My mother was Mexican and my father was American. He met her when he was on vacation and they got married and I was raised there. And I moved to the United States when I was 39. So um, I've always felt like I live with a uh, but in both cultures and in both countries and that I never really belong in each one. And I think that comes through a little bit in the stories. That would be the biographical part. Um, well, I, I did notice reading um, the wonderful stories that many of your characters and protagonists, actually all of them are very strong Mexican-American women. Um, I, I really found them to be inspiring and an example of women's struggles with immigration, violence, socio-political and emotional forces. It really um, came across in your writing, Natty. Um, how did living in uh, Snoqualmie Valley in Washington State play a part in your writing, uh, specifically the fire and snow representing Mexico and Washington State. Yes, well, thanks for, you know, that's, you, you picked it up. I'm glad you did. So the fire part would be what refers to Mexico, it's volcanoes, uh, the heat, the desert, and the snow would be a metaphor for Snoqualmie. And um, I've lived in Snoqualmie for seven years and it is a beautiful, mystical place. It inspired me to write. It is just, it is in Washington state, um, green. So just imagine deep blue skies. Well, when it's not, it rains a lot, but when it's just snowed or the sun is out, there's these deep blue skies, these tall rugged peaks snow cap there's covered in um, green evergreen trees so many different types of pine trees and also the golden maples so you get these beautiful colors and there's water there's rivers and lakes and just I live close to the river so it really inspired it also inspired me and um, and it, it you know I feel it's part of my culture that I have that those two foots one in each culture two you know one in each culture so my, both my feet <laughs> so 
So obviously, the, your geographical location did have an impact as you were writing. Um, Natty, tell us a little bit about why you chose to incorporate supernatural forces and magical realism in the stories. Well, um, I was inspired for supernatural forces by Snoqualmie. I think places that are so beautiful do inspire. And it also, there's a lot of legends. It's where they filmed um, the series uh, Twin Peaks. There's been a lot, there was um, one of the Green River Killer actually dumped some bodies there. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mysticism involved. And also um, from part of the Snoqualmie tribe, there's also mysticism when it comes to the Snoqualmie Falls. So it is a place that inspires this, even if you don't believe it, it gets you into this mood and the winters are long and dark and that um, also helps put you in this mood. But uh, part of why I work, I write uh, the supernatural and use magical realism in one is because it's my cultural heritage. I was raised in Mexico, right when we had the Latin America boom of, and so all the Latin American uh, authors were, you know, were thriving. People were reading them. I, I read Isabel Allende. I read Carlos Fuentes in school. And so I, I believe this is part of what inspired me. Um, that also um, anybody with a Latin American heritage kind of shares a little bit of this kind of mysticism that's, and this also sometimes pessimism and fatalism that's ingrained in our culture. But also, I feel like the, the masculine rational society that we built is really not working for us. Um, I, I as, a, as a counselor and as a human, we know that mental health is a huge problem in, our, in, our, in the world right now. The World Health Organization said the leading cause of disability is depression. This is worldwide. And the, leading, the, second, leading, the second cause of death among 15 to 29 year olds worldwide is suicide. So I think there's a need to go beyond the materialism and the, and the rationalism that we're living. It's making us miserable. It's not offering us solutions. So I think there's a search for that in the stories. And, you know, magical realism, what is it? It shows you a, a very harsh reality. That's why it's realism. It's going to show you harsh realities like gender violence, feminicide, feminicide in Mexico, um, domestic violence, and it doesn't, it's not detailed, it's not that you're going to see, it's not gory or detailed, but it shows the raw reality, but it's tempered with this mysticism, which is a hope to change this reality. So I, I, that's the reason I use magical realism. I hope I answered your question. Yes, you did, Natty. Thank you. Um, tell, share with our listeners why specifically um, did you do you write about gender violence, and why does it play such an important part uh, within all of the stories? Mm -hmm. Well, um, one of the reasons it's, is because uh, as I was preparing for my stories, I I do a lot of research, and my research led me to uh, learn that globally an estimated seven hundred and thirty six million women almost one in three have been subjected to physical and or sexual intimate partner violence. This is, this is not sexual harassment, this is violence. 
And then I was, um, I also learned that globally 81,000 women and girls are, were killed in 2020. And reading this, uh, you know, you start delving deeper and you realize that 58% of these women that were killed in 2020 died at the hands of an intimate partner or family member. So part of me uh, about why I wrote this is I wanted to bring attention to this subject because stories have power. And when we, if, if we can write these stories and we can eliminate these myths and show that together we can overcome this by being, by choosing, by working with the community and working with men and women together, I think we can solve it. So that is one of the reasons I chose that topic. Um, Natty, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, what do you specifically want readers to take away from your stories? Mm -hmm. um, well, I think that what I would really like them to take away is that even the, in the worst of situations, as long as we come together and we stand up for one another, we can overcome or at least make things better. But we have to care and we have to be there for one another. And um, I just want them to take away that those supernatural powers in my stories are just metaphors of how resilient and powerful the community and the human spirit can be. And especially when men and women come together to stop something that is wrong, like gender violence. So I'm hoping that's what they take. But also, I'm hoping that they're suspenseful. I try to write thrillers. So I'm really hoping people will not be able to put it down and also enjoy just a good story just because, it, it, you know, they were hooked and they enjoyed it. So that is what I hope people will take away. That's wonderful. How about the characters, Natty? Uh, specifically, what can you tell us about the characters that you hope that the readers will take away? Well, one of the uh, things that I hope people enjoy is that the diversity of my characters, like you said, they're all women, they're all strong. Uh, some have been born in Mexico, some have been born in the United States. They all have ties in some way to Mexico or to Snoqualmie. But, uh, you know, they, they're really vary in age. For example, I have Emiliana, who is a 90-year-old Zapotec curandera, so a healing woman from who's trying to help her 30-year-old American great-granddaughter escape from her husband's domestic violence. Then I have a 14-year-old whose, um, whose name is Iplali, who has to find a way to deal with her stepfather's molestation and his threats if she says anything about supporting her mother and her. So, and, you know, she, and so her friends and her, the people that are gonna help her are 14-year-olds like her. My first story is about a University of Washington student who's a sophomore and her father has been detained by ICE. And the only lawyer that is willing to help her is asking her for sexual favors and is, has a dark soul. And then I have another one, Soul Sacrifice, which is a 52-year-old woman who's a counselor from Seattle that um, is very depressed and unhappy with, um, with the way her job is going. She feels like she's not helping her students. They're still suffering with mental health. And she, during the summer, she travels to Mexico where her niece, a college student has disappeared. 
and she finds herself in a underworld in a different world and ends up solving her mother's mysterious disappearance from Snoqualmie. So <laughs> there's a big variety for, for anybody. So I'm hoping um, people find inspiration in these women. Well, I certainly did. I found them all to be not only inspiring, but I really learned a great deal from all of them. And in a small way, I was able to connect with really each and every one of the characters. Um, this was really a wonderful debut novel, Maddie. Do you have any plans for a second book? Yes, I am. Actually, I'm querying my second, my novel right now, which is uh, The Call of the Jaguar. And um, it's the story of an undocumented woman who finds herself arrested for unplugging um, a, for unplugging a cryogenic uh, tank and destroying the body of this wealthy old man. And she is helped by a um, public defender, and together they end up, uh, you know, being chased and followed and trying to solve this mystery. She's trying to find out who her mother and father really were and what had happened to them. And he's he's been adopted, so he's trying to find out his heritage. But during all of this, um, you know, this personal matters, they fall in love and they are, you know, they are chased, they are threatened, they are, you know, it, it's a thriller. So <laughs> that's um, I'm querying that one. That's been that one's finished. And I am currently um, writing my second novel, which is based in Seattle and Snoqualmie. Wow, we're really looking forward to reading that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Natty. It was really a pleasure. You can find out where to purchase Women of Fire and Snow at nattydelpaso.com. This is Gabby Olzak of The Gab. <laughs>